Hey, girl. Welcome to the Mom Must Receive Faith podcast. It's your host, Tamika Renee. We made it to see a brand new day, a brand new week. And guess what? Mr. Jesus shed blood on Calvary for us to have a life and a life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Girl, you better dance wherever you at, whether you at work, whether you riding your car, whether you walking, whether you're on the bus, wherever you are, make sure you stop, give Mr. Jesus some love, and say thank you, Lord. We appreciate you for allowing us to see another day. <laughs> Baby, we gonna be glad and rejoice every day that we are above ground. Can I tell you what happened last week to me? You will not believe you, you probably would. So let me just get into it. Let me, last week, I had labs at dialysis. And let me pause right here. If you don't know what dialysis is, it is a medical treatment for individuals whose kidneys do not work anymore for whatever reason. There's numerous of reasons. It's not just one reason. Even for me, my case is very unique, right? And rare, okay? <laughs> I just want to give you that disclaimer, And when your kidneys don't work properly, you have a special renal diet, meaning certain foods that the average person can eat, a kidney patient can't eat too much of it, right? Or even there's times where you have to stay away from it. Potassium is a mineral that is so great for the body, so great for the heart, but is not great if a kidney patient eats too much of it. Why? Because their kidneys don't filter properly. Therefore, that mineral will accumulate in the bloodstream. That's what happened to me last week when I got my labs, okay? My potassium was too high. Symptoms of potassium being too high? Pretty much none other than your heart stopping. (laughs) Your heart is a muscle. Honey, too much potassium will turn that old muscle off, honey. And listen, you'll be meeting your maker. But I'll tell you this. I know for a fact, I know how my potassium is too high. Your girl's been eating a, a little bit too much of the avocado. And the avocados are the culprit. And I ain't gonna even lie to you. That's what it is. And I know, right? I know. But last week, a new nurse came in a nurse practitioner you know these are the nurses who can actually write you out a prescription the same way that a doctor can write you out the prescription so child let me tell you this lady comes in tells me my potassium is high and that she's gonna call me in a drug for my high my elevated or hyper I think it's called hypercalcemia. Hyper, listen, too much potassium in his blood. She's basically saying she's going to call me in a drug. And I say, okay, ma'am, perfect. Thank you. Right? And then she tells me that she's going to call it in and they're going to call me to confirm my address. And I'm like, yo, why? My pharmacy is right across the street. You ain't got to call them. They got all my information. And she says, no, I have to contact this particular pharmacy to get this particular drug. Okay, no worries. Okay. She told me that this pharmacy will call me the same day to confirm my address. Can I tell you, child, nobody called me? Nobody called me. Okay. Nobody. So the next treatment day, which was last Wednesday, She came in again. (laughs) I questioned her about it and I asked her why she never called it in. She goes on to tell me that she did call it in and that she will call it in a second time. But this time, as she's telling me this, 
She writes down the name of the pharmacy. She writes down the phone number of the pharmacy. And she told me to call them to confirm that she was calling it in and to find out when exactly I would receive it. Guess what the name of this pharmacy was? Angels Pharmacy. I love it. Angels Pharmacy in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Now, let me just pause here because... I'm in, listen, that pharmacy that I go to is in Decatur, Georgia, right? Right outside of Atlanta. There's no reason for me to have to have medicine from Lawrenceville, Georgia, which is a good little ways from me. But nonetheless, I digress. Let me get back to the story at hand, child. So I call Angel's Pharmacy that Wednesday. Lo and behold, they did not have a prescription for me. Nothing on file. And at this point, honey, I'm just irritated. I'm, I Listen, your girl ain't gonna lie to you. I was irritated. Friday rolls around. I'm at dialysis again. A different nurse practitioner rolls up. And I tell him about my potassium being high and how I needed this drug and all of this stuff. I'm going to my whole spill of what's been going on with my prescription. And then I proceed to ask him why can't he just call it into my pharmacy, the CVS, across the street. Because it makes no sense for me to get a drug mailed when my pharmacy is right across the street, less than a mile away. This man assures me that CVS has my new prescription and I left that dialysis center on a mission, child. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was on a mission to get this drug so that I can get it into my system to remove some of that potassium as soon as possible. I get in my truck, drive through the drive-thru. The lady tells me, boo, listen, your medicine is on a holding status. I'm not sure as to why, but... If you can just come back after lunch, it will be ready for you. I said, okay. I wasn't even mad. I said, okay, because I do believe that everything happens for a reason. So, yo, I ended up coming back to the CVS after a little after 7 p.m., right? This is on a Friday, 7 p.m., and I go through the drive-thru. That same lady is in the drive-thru, and I'm just making small talk with her, right? And then she tells me, ma'am, can you come in the inside? Mm. At this point, I'm a little irritated, but I go inside because I'm like, yo, I came through the drive-thru for a reason. And now you want me to come in the inside? Okay, I'll come in the inside. She said, you need to come in the inside because the pharmacist has to talk to you. I said, okay. Can you believe when I get inside of the CVS that this lady tells me that my prescription was not ready? Child, when I tell you, I was so irritated. You'll never know it, but I was so very much irritated. I just told you that I had left dialysis earlier that morning, around somewhere around 10.30 a.m., and they told me to come back after lunch. And now you mean to tell me, yo, I got to, listen, I ain't got no medicine? Look, hold up, Mika coming out now. Like, I ain't got no medicine. What do you mean? I don't have any drugs. <laughs> the pharmacist proceeded to tell me that, um, you know, it, it was too early to be filled. And that's why she couldn't get it filled. Honey, it just caused a whole big mess, right? So I'm talking to the pharmacist and I'm like, why did your worker tell me that my drug will be ready after lunch and it's not ready? 
He then proceeds to tell me that he cannot feel the medicine because it was at another pharmacy. And I said, what pharmacy? Angel's Pharmacy? Because I just had my nurse practitioner to call it into you. He said, no, I don't have anything for an Angel's Pharmacy. I'm talking about the pharmacy that your dialysis clinic uses. So, child, at this point, not only am I confused, but I am beyond irritated. Do you hear me? Imagine this. Beyond irritated. I started to question him even more. And then I asked him why his employee, look, when we get mad, don't we call everybody, every name except for who they are? I'm like, yo, this your employee. Why did she tell me to come back if it's showing in your system that the drug was filled at another pharmacy? I'm trying to understand, sir, Mr. Pharmacist, make it make sense because it does not make any sense to me. So at this point, child, this is what your sis did. I kept reiterating over and over again calmly to this man how I needed this drug to lower my potassium because it was too high. I kept reiterating how dangerous it was and that I needed this drug ASAP. He essentially told me that there was nothing that he can do. He essentially told me that I needed to contact the pharmacy for my dialysis clinic to try to figure out why I have not received my drug, okay? I didn't. I demanded that he contact the pharmacy, being that I was hugely being inconvenienced, had to get out of my car, came to the pharmacy twice, and still don't have my darn medicine. So guess what? He picks up the phone. (laughs) He picks up the phone. He calls my pharmacist, and guess what? It was closed. It was closed. Let me tell you, at this point, I'm beyond livid. Like, I don't even have words for how I was feeling, but I was so angry. I was so frustrated. I was so mad and disappointed, but you would never know it by looking at me. You will never know it by my body language because I'm telling you, I was just calm as day talking to him, explaining everything that I just told you. So I begin again to reiterate like a broken record to him how I needed this drug why his employee told me what she told me only for me to get back to CVS and not have the drug that I needed in the first place. Then at this point, I just started asking him, yo, is there something over the counter that I can get to remove extra potassium for my body? Because I'm ready to go. And by by this, by this point, I'm just tired. Like, yo, I'm ready to go. He tells me, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. So I started to sing the same song I had sung over and over again. Okay. This man was tired of me at this point, child. He proceeds to tell me, yo, there's a pharmacy across town in Atlanta. They may have that drug. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, it's $300. And I say, ain't no way, sir. Listen, there is not any way that I'm going to pay $300 for a packet of powder to remove potassium. Sir, I have insurance. What is the issue? He goes tapping on that computer once again. Right. I told you he tired of me. He tapping on that computer and he says, you know what? Let me even see if I have this drug. I don't think I have any. I said, sir, please, please check. Do you mind checking? He checked. At first, he told me he didn't have it. Two minutes later, he turns around and says, oh, yeah, I have one packet, but it's thirty five dollars. I said, sir, I'll pay for that out of pocket. Thirty five sounds better than three hundred. I really don't want to pay thirty five dollars for one doggone pack of medicine. But you, you know what? I said, yo. Give it to me. Let me get it. Get on up out of here because at this point I'm irritated, tired, and sleepy. (laughs) And it's funny now. 
but it's not funny when you're going through it, right? You've been there. When you are going through the thick of it, it's not funny. But when you look back on it, it's funny. So I'm laughing now, but old Mika almost came out for a second, honey. And your girl is proud that I held my tongue and that I did not throw hands up in that place, okay? The pharmacist then tell me to get out of line. It's going to be 10 minutes, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so I get out of line. I'm waiting. I'm talking uh, to the pharmacist and just thanking him for finding that one packet of the medicine that I needed to lower this potassium. When I turn around to get out of line, there's this white man, y'all, and he has this red ball cap. He has a t-shirt. He has a black rubber wedding band. Beautiful. The most beautiful eyes. Sis, his eyes were crystal blue. Absolutely beautiful. He had this salt and pepper hair and he was very handsome. Okay. So when I turn around, I notice him and he says to me, I hope everything works out for you. And I said, thank you, sir. And guess what your sis told him? <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. I said, child, and I'm talking to him just like this. You already know. I said, child, I don't advocate violence, but I can tell you this. I do see why people get guns and shoot up places. I said, because I don't know if you've heard this conversation and this going back and forth with this pharmacist, but these people are so lackadaisical. These employees don't care nothing about nobody, right? I'm just going into this field. I was like, I don't condone violence, but I can see why people just go off because you never know the mental state and what people are going through, right? He agreed. But what happened next blew me away. This man began to recite 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Go and grab your Bible. We about to get into it. I have to read this to you. You have to be encouraged with the scripture as well as what I am about to tell you. Okay, 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 9 reads, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Hallelujah. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in you love him. I'm sorry, may result in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. 
Now, a few podcasts ago, we talked about James 1, verses 2 through 5, which says, consider it joy. You remember we were talking about that, how I was telling you when you face trials of many kinds, it's a testing of your faith that produces perseverance. So as this man was reciting this scripture, the Holy Spirit reminded me of James 1, verses 2 through four. And can I tell you, as he was spewing out this scripture, it was as if I was listening to a recording. Listen, he was about that life and I was here for it. Okay. So as he's reciting the scripture to me, I was just enamored by the fact that he was just spitting it out word for word, word for word, word for word without stopping. And I was just like, yo, God is using this stranger to encourage my soul, and I'm here for it, Mr. Jesus. Thank you. Listen, I got my medicine. I left, and I did not think twice about this encounter that I had. I didn't think twice about this whole scenario other than I was irritated and sleeping and ready to go and hungry, okay? You've been there. So listen, don't judge it, sis. You've been there. Yesterday. I was cleaning out my cell phone. Y'all know I keep telling y'all about this story. So I'm your girl trying to be diligent about cleaning out this cell phone. I was deleting some old screenshots from my phone. And guess what? I ran across the exact same scripture that that man had recited to me last week. You cannot make this stuff up. That screenshot was from a few years ago. I think maybe like three years ago, right? I immediately knew when I read that screenshot that God was speaking to me and I got excited all over again, right? What God is speaking to you today, sis, what God is speaking to me today, sis, is that he wants you, he wants us to be mindful that someone is always watching you. Someone is always watching how you behave. Someone is always watching how you speak. Someone is always watching as to how you respond to opposition. Your father in heaven wants you to be a reflection of his son to the best of your ability. No, you're not perfect. However, you are to live holy. If you slip and fall, guess what? It's okay. We gonna fall. The Bible declares that a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. That's Proverbs 24, 16. Be mindful of your surroundings because the crazy thing is I'm sitting here conversing with this pharmacist the whole time going back and forth with him in a nice professional, respectful manner and had no idea that that man was behind me the whole time and had saw everything, heard everything, saw how I reacted And gave me a word to encourage my soul without him even knowing. So let's fast forward to later on last night. I call one of my friends and I'm saying, yo, I got to tell you about this story that I encountered. Or not story, but this encounter that I had last week at the pharmacist, right? I was like, I haven't even thought about it until I was cleaning out my phone. I ran across this screenshot of this scripture. I got to tell you about it. This is me telling her like, yo, I got to tell you about it. So I, I started to tell my friend about it. And as I started to tell her the name of the pharmacy, the very first pharmacy in which the potassium medicine should have went to, which was the Angels Pharmacy in Lawrenceville, Georgia, I got chills. And I said, "Ooh, God, what was that? 
I was like, God, what are you trying to speak to me? What is that? I got chills. So as I started to tell her about it, she said, Tamika, God had a prescription for you. <laughs> God had a prescription for you. And it was not at Angel's Pharmacy. Hallelujah. It was a prescription, prescription directly from heaven. And I agree. And the funny thing is, as I was driving a couple of days ago, I had a thought, what if that man was an angel? Because what is the likelihood he spit out this, he regurgitates this scripture, talking about faith at a time where I'm going through a trial. Do you understand me? I'm going through a situation, a trial that I don't want to be in. I don't want to go through. And truth be told, I know God is in the midst and he's with me. But that still does not mean that it isn't hard because it is. And her telling me that God had a prescription from heaven for me. Oh, girl, let me tell you, it encouraged me. So it strengthened my faith because I had just had the thought a couple of days ago. What if that man was an angel? I feel like he's an angel. And I've had encounters with angels where they've just disappeared. Give me a message there. I turn around and they're gone. I've had those encounters, right? I want to encourage you today to remind you that God sees, he cares, and he knows this. Don't you ever doubt it. Keep the faith despite what you see and know that your father in heaven is going to give you a word at that specific moment that you need it the most. He's not late. He's not delayed. He's never late or a dollar short. What, what were you used to say, babe? Uh, he's never a day late or a dollar short, period. He isn't. Know that God loves you and he wants you to handle yourself in a manner that's conducive to your spiritual growth. I had no idea that anybody was behind me. But lo and behold, there were two people behind me, that angel being one of them. I do believe that he was an angel. What do you think? Let me know. Do you think he was an angel or not? Let me know on any post on my social media, whether it's on uh, Instagram or whether it's on YouTube. Boo, let me know because I'm, I'm curious as to know, how do you feel about this? You think he was an angel? Because, yo, I, without a shadow of a doubt, wholeheartedly believe that he was an angel, giving me a divine revelation, a divine message directly from the throne room of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, 12, basically that we may entertain strangers. You have to be kind to everyone that you encounter because you could very well be entertaining an angel. Child, I done met another angel, honey. Let me tell you, because I got stories for days. You better believe it. God is amazing. Don't you ever worry about him getting a message to you in the midst of your storm. As long as you're seeking that man, he will reward you. He says in his word that those who diligently seek him shall will be rewarded. I ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. God is going to reward you. Seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything you need will be given to you. Seek that first. 
Seek him first. You'll have an instance where, because when you look at this whole scenario, it made no sense for this lady to even send my medicine all the way across town when my pharmacy was a mile away, right? And then the name of the pharmacy was Angel's Pharmacy. She told me she called it in twice. I called this pharmacy twice. They tell me, no, ma'am, I don't have any record of you at all or your medicine. That prompted me to have the next nurse practitioner to call my drug across the street at CVS, only to get to CVS, right? To have to get out of my car and have this encounter with this man. Boo, God is intentional. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. My steps were ordered that Friday. I came at that specific time, which was after 7 p.m., and ran into that man at that specific time only for him to give me that word, only for me to later on the next week go through my phone deleting photos out of it to run across the same scripture that he had just quoted to me. Who? Tell me God is not intentional because he is. <laughs> he is. Listen, you can't tell me nothing about Mr. Jesus because he's about that life. You better be about the life of making sure that everything God has for you, you grab it. If it's a word, grab it. I grabbed that word that day because I needed it. I just wanted to share this testimony, this story with you this day to encourage your faith, to stir up your faith. And I pray over you that this week is filled with numerous encounters from the true and living God. That not only builds your faith, but stirs your faith and increases your faith in the true and living God. Glory be to King Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, boo, you've reached the end of this podcast. Make sure you share it with three friends and a foe because I know you about that life. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, for liking, commenting, and everything that you do with any piece of content that I put out because I'm serving. I'm walking in my purpose and serving you and the kingdom of God by way of sharing my gifts. So thank you for listening, for sharing, for supporting me, encouraging me, praying for me and all of the above. I so love you. I so appreciate you. And I pray God's blessings over you, your household and everyone and everything concerning you. And let me tell you, make sure you keep the faith despite what you see. That storm is not going to kill you. Those circumstances are not going to run you up out of town. Why? Because you have the victory. You ain't fighting for no victory. You have the victory in Jesus name. I love you, boo. God willing. I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.